Well, as we've been telling you, uh, Congressman Dan Donovan, who we are told uh, just recently returned from a trip to Israel and has been one of the most uh, outspoken people, reg- members of Congress, regarding the um, Iran deal. He's with us live via telephone. Congressman Donovan represents the uh, 11th District in um, in New York State and includes a lot of our listeners uh, I might add, as we always point out, Congressman Dan Donovan, welcome back to JM in the AM. Malcolm, thank you so much for having me on the show again. What a pleasure. It is great to have a friend in the United States Congress, and in this case, not just a friend of this show, which you've been for so long, but a friend, I believe, of Israel and uh, and other democratic nations that we care about and that we want to align with. Could you give me, Congressman, a, before we talk about your trip, and the different things that you experienced. Could you give me a synopsis of your reaction to the deal that the president is now proposing and that Congress will be voting on with Iran? It was a dangerous mistake, Nakam. Uh, this is going to put the world at peril, this deal, if it goes through. Not just Israel, our greatest ally of the United States, not just in the Middle East, maybe in the world, but it's going to put a threat to those Arab nations surrounding Israel. It's going to be a threat to the United States. It's going to be a threat to the entire world. It, this deal, as it's set up now, guarantees that Iran, if it follows all the restrictions, and it, and it may, if it follows all the restrictions that are placed upon it during this deal in order to relieve it of the sanctions that are imposed right now, it will guarantee that they'll have a nuclear arsenal in 10 to 13 years. It's a very dangerous deal. Uh, the Prime Minister said it's a historic mistake. I'm saying it's a dangerous mistake. Um, it must be fascinating to you as this debate goes on, who gets this in Washington and who doesn't? Some of whom, again, you know, not a lot of people, so I should say some public officials are not as, uh, you know, around the country, not as familiar with foreign policy in the Middle East situation. So some of it is, you know, easier to understand why someone may not get it. But it must be fascinating to you to look at some of the veterans of the United States Congress, some of the people who've been there a long time, some even who've really, you know, touted how that much they support Israel and how critical Israel and, frankly, the future of the United States is to them, and yet they end up on the other side of the issue. Are you amazed by that, or you have a different reaction? You know, I don't know if it's partisanship. I don't know if it's the pressure from the administration on some of the Democratic members. I think the Republican members of Congress are standing together strongly. Uh, in order to override a veto of the president, we need about 290 members to vote the deal down. Right. Uh, if all Republicans stand strong, that's 247. We need 43 Democrats to join us. Some have already, uh, Congressman Elliot Engel, Congresswoman uh, Kathleen Rice, right. Congresswoman Grace uh, Meng, right. uh, yesterday, Carolyn Maloney. So we're starting to pick up some momentum with our Democratic friends. I think the difficulty may be uh, in the Senate. I'm not too sure. They need 67 United States senators to vote the deal down in order to override a veto. I haven't done the head count over there. I'm not sure that the Republicans over in the Senate have done the head count yet, but I think that's going to be a, a tougher task. The New York Senate delegation uh, was interesting to watch, right, as, as, all, as all that was happening and they were reaching their decisions? Yeah, they split. Yeah. Uh, Senator Gillibrand voted in favor of the deal or said she will vote in favor of the deal. Right. Senator Schumer said he was against it. So... Uh, I didn't see the reasoning behind uh, Senator Gillibrand's decision. I did see uh, the piece that Senator Schumer wrote, and he lays out all of the reasons why this is a terrible deal 
for Israel, and it's a terrible deal for the United States. The United States, Malcolm, has gotten nothing out of this. There's four Americans right now being held illegally in Iran, and part of this negotiation wasn't even to release the four uh, citizens that are being held illegally over there. I think uh, you men have seen past administrations wouldn't even went to the negotiating table until those Americans were back home safely. Yeah, no question about that. Dan Donovan, he's a congressman in the 11th District, New York, is with us. Uh, you, by the way, you realize how many listeners of ours are, in, are your constituents, right? We've got a we've got a big crowd out there, me and you. <laughs> well, I'm I'm so glad they were very supportive in my last election. That's true. And I, can, I hope that I'm making them proud. <laughs> I have a feeling you are. So tell me about the trip. You're just back. How many days ago? Oh, I just recently got back last week. It was my very first trip to Israel, and before I left. Many people, including your brother, told me it would be a life-changing experience. What they didn't tell me was how life-changing it would be. It was absolutely amazing. I am telling everyone I could speak to, anyone that will listen to me, that once in your lifetime, everyone should visit Israel. It's historic. It's religious. The resolve, the devotion, love of country that the Israeli people have for their, the state of Israel is absolutely amazing. And you get to see firsthand the constant threat that that community is under. It was absolutely remarkable. Uh, the IDF, Israel Defense Forces, I'm sure very impressive to you. And what's most impressive, and I'm sure you picked this up, you see the way people there value and treat their soldiers in the army, those who are just walking the streets, protecting them on a regular day, and obviously those on the front as well. It gives the country a real patriotic feel. It really does. And when we we got to meet IDF uh, members, they're, they're young individuals, they're Israelis, they're Austrian, Australians, they're Americans who go over uh, because of that's where their ancestry is, and they feel this desire, this need to go and serve their country, it's absolutely remarkable. You know, if you, I tell people in the United States, Nakam, when we send our young people off to, to protect, uh, you know, in, in very dangerous lands, we send them by plane. We seen we saw parents dropping their children off at their military posts right. after weekend leave, right. uh, and we would from we went from Gaza to the Golan Heights. We saw the threats from Hamas down in Gaza. The Hezbollah up in Syria and Lebanon, uh, the threat of Hamas and, and the uh, ISIS from Jordan. I mean, uh, it was just absolutely remarkable. And, you know, people ask, so why do you stay? You know, a, a young person, by the time they reach 18 years old, might have experienced, you know, a thousand red alerts where they have 15 seconds to run to a bomb shelter. Yep. And everyone tells you, we love this country. <laughs> We're not leaving. We're here forever. We will defend it. We will fight for it. And it is just absolutely, like I said before, the devotion, the resolve, and love of country was the most amazing thing for me. It is unbelievable. By the way, on the IDF front, if you would have stayed long enough, you probably would have ran into some uh, IDF soldiers from Staten Island. I just want you to know. You know, they're from everywhere here in the United States. They are from everywhere. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely a real, real commitment that people have for their country. So the lesson, I guess, of this trip and in general, when you uh, view what's happening in this world of ours and you talk about all those threats on Israel's borders, and we know the threat to the United States as well, because Iran has been very, very clear about their intentions in the long run. Uh, freedom comes at a price, and the freedom is difficult to defend. And you know 
and it certainly sounds like you're taking it very seriously, that you have a role in Washington uh, that you were sent to do, that you were sent to uh, embark on. That's very important, and uh, it's obvious you're not taking this responsibility lightly. I have told people when they ask me about serving in Congress, there's 314 million people in the United States. There's only 435 of us. It is a remarkable responsibility, and it's an incredible privilege to serve. Those are two things I will never forget. And this vote that we are going to cast sometime before September 17th, when we go back to Washington after the recess, people have said is going to be the most important foreign affairs vote Congress has made since the Treaty of Versailles in 1920. That is an incredible responsibility. I hope my colleagues join us in making the right decision. And I hope that our constituents out there, uh, respectfully, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, contact you and let they and let you know uh, what they think of your decision and uh, how things are progressing on your end on this issue in Congress. Uh, Congressman Dan Donovan, can't thank you enough. Best regards to everybody out there in Staten Island and Brooklyn. I'm so glad to hear the trip to Israel was amazing. And as you said, it's going to stay with you forever. Uh, every, every one of your listeners who haven't visited, please do yourself a favor. Don't do the country of Israel a favor. Do yourself a favor and go visit that marvelous country. A congressional declaration by Congressman Donovan. If you haven't been to Israel yet, get there ASAP. Congressman, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, my friend. Anytime. Speak to you soon. 7.30 in the morning on a Friday. JM in the AM. More about current events and what's happening in this world of ours. We get to the weekly update a little later on.